everybody. Chris Harry with you on our final training camp edition of Chargers Weekly. Coming up, a Beat Writers Roundtable to get you ready for Saturday's game against the Seahawks. Jeff Miller of the LA Times, Gilbert Manzano of Southern California News Group, and Haley Elwood of Chargers.com join me to preview preseason game number three. All right, welcome to our Chargers Beat Writers Roundtable. Jeff Miller, LA Times, double fist and sandwiches Absolutely. rolling up here on the last day of training. Let's, let's get a shout out to Little, little Pickle. Wow. <laughs> little Pickle. If you're in Costa Mesa and want a sandwich, highly recommend it. Was it. it was good. It was good. It melts in your mouth, literally. <laughs> Gilbert Manzano, Southern California News Group. Haley Elwood, Chargers.com, my partner in crime here at the Chargers. How you guys doing? Doing well. It kind of sounds when he says "little pickle," it sounds like a rapper, like "little little yeah. pickle." Yeah, little. It it's also, it's like if you watch Parks and Rec with like little Sebastian. It's like <laughs> yes. little. It is little, little pickle. pickle. It is, and it is little for yes. the record. It is. Uh, I'm not just trying to be street. It actually little. <laughs> DJ Dance play a little little pickle today. Spinning, spinning some little pickle out here at Jack Hammett. Well, guys, it's a wrap. This place is a ghost town now. You know, we we had these public practices. The stands were up. All the activation past few days. All that stuff is down. I don't see goalposts anymore. We're closing this place down. What'd you make of the last four weeks? So are you, Jeff? Well, uh, the, the the big I mean the big takeaway, unfortunately, right now is that Derwin's not here, which is the the, the worst thing. I think that's what most people around the around the NFL are going to look at that, and the fact that Melvin never made an appearance. Melvin Gordon never made an appearance here, which uh, and and. and uh, you know, Russell Wilkoon never was able to practice here. So, the, you know, it, I think it was like most teams, everybody had a good camp, it seems like, at this time of year. Like, and, and so I think a lot of good things happened here. But they're, you know, this team is going to, uh, you know, they're breaking camp, so to speak, with, with some questions and some holes that, uh, that are still there, unfortunately, for them. And, 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 and uh, you know, we know Derwin's out for a while and and. With Russell and Melvin, we're not really sure right now when when we might see those guys. So it's they. I, I think they've got a lot accomplished here, but then there's still there's still a few you know lingering pretty pretty big holes. Yeah, some unanswered questions. Gil, yeah. what about you, man? And, and just to follow up on Jeff, it's like, what do you do now at strong safety? What do you do at left tackle? And I'm kind of you know you know I think we're still you know looking for answers on those positions. You know, you got Trent Scott probably being the guy at left tackle uh, for strong safety. It's kind of up in the air. You got Jalen Watkins. Uh, you got Rashawn Jenkins, even Desmond King could play some safety. Uh, so uh, we don't know, but I think uh, for those guys that I just mentioned, they had a, I think they had a strong camp. Uh, I was pretty impressed with, with Trent Scott, a guy who was undrafted a year ago, not could be a starting left tackle for Phillip Rivers. Uh, but so far, he's kind of coming along. So, But still a lot to be seen come uh, regular season. Haley, we've said this the last week. You're not going to replace Derwin James because mm-hmm. no one can really be Derwin James. But this secondary is probably the deepest position group on this football team. Absolutely. And, I mean, Adrian Phillips even said that in his presser on Tuesday. And I think even though camp may be over at this point, some of those questions still could possibly be answered over the next couple of weeks over these last two preseason games because you're going to get guys in those situations in games who may need to fill those spots and may need to, you know, whether it's schematically working different guys at different positions. But I think, you know, there's still time for this team to figure out some of those question marks. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Rayshon is somebody who is probably penciled into that free safety position right now. But you talk about Adrian Phillips. You mentioned Desmond King. Even guys like Roderick Teamer. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. he has led the team in defensive snaps each of the last two weeks. Um, and then we saw Nazir Adderley 
out of practice today. So that's a guy who obviously is behind as a rookie. When you don't practice for, for training camp, you're, you're naturally behind. But if they can get him up to speed sooner than later, again, it's a group that you can't replace Derwin James, but you got a lot of good players. Yeah, I think uh, Adrian Phillips mentioned that the other day. Basically, said, you know, we we made it work last year when they have all, you know, they lost every linebacker known to mankind. And, lost Joey, <laughs> and they yeah. didn't have Joey for nine yeah. games, right? And they made it work. And I think his point was, we have a lot of good players here, and a lot of players who who are NFL players who would be in games who who because you know if Derwin was here they'd be standing on the sideline one of those guys would be on the sideline but they're going to be out there now so I don't know uh, I I think as a group they've they as long as they can stay healthy there is a lot of depth there and there's a lot of playmakers there and we and uh, we know the way Gus Bradley runs his defense or there's a lot of interchangeable parts all over the place especially DBs and the linebackers are moving all over so I think they're they're equipped to handle uh, the loss of someone like James about as well as the team could. Yeah, and they have, they have a lot of guys, but they have a lot of guys who could play uh, multiple positions. They're very versatile. You can move around. Uh, we mentioned Adrian Phillips. He's still going to play a lot of linebacker when it comes to a dying personnel. So what do you do with strong safety? That's where you kind of, you know, you could put in a guy like Jalen Watkins or even a Rayshon Jenkins who played strong safety in college. But uh, I know Lynn was saying that he lost some weight. He was getting ready to be a free safety. But if you get Nas up to speed, and you may, so I know he's a rookie, he's really behind, and it, it takes some time. But you could throw him in a free safety, and then maybe you could go back to Rashawn Jenkins at strong safety. But it's a lot of options, a lot of things you kind of move, uh, to move around. But at least you have the options. It's not like we have Derwin James and nobody else. Well, what's crazy is you're saying Adrian Phillips as a linebacker. There was no linebackers yeah. <laughs> against New England. And now Denzel Perryman. Thomas Davis, Drew Tranquil, Kaiser White, Jatavis Brown, Emeke mm-hmm. got a lot of run That's last right. week. And then you mentioned Adrian Phillips. Daniel Jeremiah, talking to him earlier, he says he's just intrigued how these snaps are going to be divvied up. It's definitely it is intriguing, but I think, you know, in a way it's a good problem to have. It, it when you have, have that depth, that's that's what every team wants, right? You want that depth because God forbid someone goes down, you want someone or some other bodies, multiple people to fill in those spots. And the Chargers, you know, for heading into 2019, that was a focal point, bolster the linebacking core, and they did that, and they have that, which is a huge plus. Um, and, yeah, so it is it is going to be really interesting with how, how they deploy those guys in different positions and different schemes throughout the games. And having Gus Bradley at the controls of this thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. if there's yeah. anybody that's equipped to make this all work, it's Gus, right? I, I think so, and, I, you know, he, he loves that. I mean, they... The Chargers, I think, have really embraced this idea of versatility. And how many times has Anthony used, you know, position flex? He, he's used that. That's become his kind of, cross training. Yeah, cross. <laughs> that's the other one's cross training. And the, I think that's exactly what they're doing. And they, I think they realize, especially it was reinforced last year with the way things went, that the more guys you can have who can play more positions and not just be, and they know what they're doing, and they, they can put them in there and trust that they know what they're doing, it, it's best for the team. And I would say, with Rayshon, if he is looking to gain weight, Lil <laughs> Pickle. Another shout out for Lil Pickle. Uh, I, number two. I am just. I thought about that when Gil mentioned that he has, he has apparently lost uh, you know ten pounds or something. He's, he's like twenty pounds lighter than he used has to just be. Just agent reach out to Lil Pickle. I think he should. I'm telling you, if he is looking to gain, you know, just it's it's something that can. I don't want to. You know, I'm not supposed to really be helping the team at all. But I mean, if, if you know, if, if it. 
If it comes to that, I, I, I've got a spot for him. I love how this podcast started. It's great. <laughs> Maybe Thomas Davis is having a little pickle because I don't know what he's doing, but he's playing pretty well. And you mentioned all the linebackers, but I think we kind of already know that Thomas Davis is going to be on the field. Uh, I think he's 36 years old, year 15, and to, to kind of be a, the top dog in the column or the leader of the pack, that's kind of wild. Because sometimes you have these veterans that kind of, they get released or they move on and don't really find that niche again. But it, it seems like that's not the issue with Thomas Davis. So I'm really intrigued to watch him play again. Well, and that is what DJ told you. It's like, you know what you're going to get in Thomas Davis. And he certainly has brought that out here in camp. He has. And maybe it's a thing where he is 36 years old, right? So maybe you reel him back a little bit. And that's why you have guys like Kaiser to step in. And you have Drew Trank. We have all these young players. And again, the, how you're going to divvy out the snaps that's going to be an intriguing thing. I want to go back to the Saints game. Good, bad, ugly. What did you take from that? And we'll start with Haley. You know, it was the good, I would say, was seeing some of those guys who were out last year make great plays. And specifically, Jalen Watkins and Denzel Perryman. Those were two guys who missed, if not all, in Watkins' case, of the 2018 season, Denzel, a good part of it. And to see them come back and make those plays, that's awesome. Were you guys as confused as we were when 52 went in? I thought, there was, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. another player yeah. in the no, end of the third quarter. I was very confused <laughs> like, about why he was in the game. Quarter is it? Yeah, that was really strange. I think, though, in speaking to Denzel after the game, he just said he needed those reps to get back. Yep. And he is wearing a knee brace now. He calls it the Forrest Gump yeah. brace. And so he needs to get used to running around with it. But that was great to see that. And also, I, I would say Troy Main Pope, you know, running back, obviously, how that position's going to shake out, how those numbers will shake out come August 31st. But he provided that spark on special teams. That was great. He did. What about you, Gil? Uh, let's go with the first round pick. Uh, Adam Notre Dame, uh, Jerry Tillery, to get back out there. People were kind of waiting for him to get two team drills and then to get in a preseason game and to come in and get a sack. I think that's what really got people excited. And just from, I actually watched that play multiple times to kind of see what he did. He had like a left-handed shove of uh, Nick Easton. So he's fast. He has a lot of power. I know it's only preseason, but from, from just from that first glimpse, he's pretty good. This is his first game action since the Cotton Bowl playing against uh, the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, that one didn't work out so well for the, did for, not. <laughs> for Jerry and the, the Irish, but the, he yeah he looked really good and and that uh, the Easton the yeah. the uh, he, he's competing to be their starting center yeah. from what I understand and and so it's not like he beat some third team fourth team guy which was a good sign I think Anthony Lynn after the game said it was you know he got a sack and it wasn't close which was you know he just totally burned the guy and and smothered the quarterback so. That was encouraging, and uh, I just talked uh, to a couple of assistant coaches today, and they they also talked about how Jerry did. They they wanted to really watch and see if he did anything with his shoulder to protect or anything, and and some of those running plays where you know we know in that position the idea is you just you kind of occupy space and don't get moved. And they were very impressed by how he did that, and he didn't show any issues with his shoulder. He seemed totally fine. So they were. Uh, away from the sack that we all saw, they they were also encouraged by the, some of the stuff that we didn't see or write about, or we people aren't talking about because it's that, that inside the trenches stuff that uh, isn't very glamorous or isn't people don't really want to talk a whole lot about, but it's, but is really important. The future of the defensive tackle position here in Los Angeles with Justin Jones and Tillery. Jones, I think we've made a lot about just his diet and what he's done to transform his body and just get better as a player. To see those guys next to each other with Bosa and Ingram as bookends, and then you have Rochelle and Uchenna as pass rushers as well. That's, that's a good-looking front. Yeah, and I think for in the NFL, you've got to have a, a lot of depth at defensive line. I know we mentioned the Derwin James thing and the secondary, 
But if you could create that the havoc and in the, in, in the trenches and create a push and, and just attack the quarterback, you always got a chance. And you got maybe eight guys in that D line, and Gus Bradley likes to go in waves and just attack. And you mentioned Justin Jones. People were talking about Tillery, and people kind of were like forgetting about Justin Jones. Uh, we're not forgetting here. If you're watching here every day, he, you're he, camp. You yeah, can't yeah. forget. You about, can't right? forget about, about big uh, number ninety-three. Got this, hopefully got his name, his number right, ninety-three. He did. There's and, been a lot of number changes. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, <laughs> I shouldn't be so confident saying that. But also Brandon Meebane, the veteran <laughs> there to help out, and also I'm always seeing Damian Square helping out the younger guys. Yes, he's also helping out the offensive linemen. Also, he's going out of his way. I think he got beat in the uh, one play on the Saints. I saw a highlight, and he was he gave the guy you know good job. He's always a very respectful guy. Always wants to learn, and that I saw Damian Square actually working on that swim move with Jerry Tillery like a, two weeks ago, and he used it in the game. So whatever Damian's doing is helping for Jerry. That's the type of thing, right? You have these veterans and leaders in the locker room. I mean, and that's what Coach Lynn had said that even throughout the early part of the offseason program, he was like, you know, we can talk to these guys, but sometimes it's better with what they do on the field with younger guys pairing themselves with these veterans. And Damian is a guy, I remember talking to him a couple months ago. He told me he's actually the longest tenured member in that defensive line room because Ingram started as a linebacker with the team. So he was here before, but he did say it's, you know, it's weird now to kind of be in that position, even though Meebane's also older, but to be in that position who's been here longer, but it's so cool to see him do things like that. And it's great as a young player. That's what these guys should be doing. They should be picking the brains of these guys who have been here for a while, who know how to do it. And you can always, you know, you never really full reach your potential, reach your full potential, I guess, you know, so it's best pick their brains. See what's up, and hey, he used it. Great. It yeah. worked out. And you got some of these young guys in the quarterback's room. Easton mm-hmm. Stick, Cardell Jones entering his fourth season. We know Phillip is not going to play in the preseason. I think that's a, it's a safe bet now. Cardale probably looked the best that he's looked in a Chargers uniform last Sunday. Two scoring drives. One went 10 plays, 98 yards, 24-yard reception to Andre Patton. What would you make of Cardale's performance, and, and what do you expect – this Saturday with uh, with him and Easton kind of battling it out. First of all, that that throw to uh, Andre Patton was a beautiful throw. It was, beautiful. It, was like, it was like a rainbow drop, I think I wrote in my story. And Anthony Lynn said that he's, he's matured. He called it the best game he's had as a Charger. Uh, so I, I know it's kind of a battle between Easton and Cardell, but they're kind of going back and forth. I know Easton had the 31-yard run in the first game. And you got Cardell having a great game a week ago. And people always say preseason games are kind of boring, but watching Taysom Hill and Cardell Jones going at it a week ago, fun. that was kind of fun, right? Uh, but I think for Cardell, he still has to do some things to kind of, you know, I think he has to add to it to kind of tell these guys, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a different Cardell, I'm more mature, and you're going to keep seeing this. So I think for this week three game, uh, for preseason, you're going to get a lot of playing time. you got to go out there and prove it. Yeah, that's what Ken Wisnant said yesterday, right? That he, you got to back it up. Sustained su- success. Sustained success. So, and that's what it's all about. And that's been, I think that's been Cardell's, issue you know since he came out of Ohio State is just he shows moments and that was a great moment he had with that that rainbow uh, the other day but it can mention to us yesterday the play right before that he screwed up and he made a bad call and it, it and uh, so I think that's that kind of crystallized that's that's what Cardale is he 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 makes a mistake but he has the ability to come back and make a great play like that and make it, you know, and score a touchdown. And I, that's what has always intrigued coaches about him. And uh, now it's a matter, it'll be, it's going to be fun to see Saturday how he can back that up now. And then also, I think we'll see a lot of stick and see how he maybe responds to it's kind of like, all right, you, you know, you're in a competition here. So now, now what have you got? It is that response. I think that's the ultimate thing with Easton is, you know, how does he respond? But, 
that's ultimately why we have these preseason games. You know, so much is meant about, oh, well, the starters play and all of yeah. that. But I think, you know, it's kind of fair to say they don't really need it at this point, especially when they've been in the system for a while now. We're here for Stick and Jones. We're here for Stick and (laughs) Jones. Yes. And it may not, you know, sometimes be the sexiest matchups of all time, but that's what these games are for. It's for these guys, for someone like Cardale Jones, who's been, you know, in and out the last couple of years, but can he keep that? Can he finally have consistency and keep things going? And for someone like Easton, who's new, who's a rookie, can he kind of put it all together out there? And the, the fact that the Chargers had so much production from their rookie class, last year, I think it speaks to the importance of these preseason games because we're going to see a lot of guys on Saturday and even Thursday against San Francisco, we're going to see a lot of guys who are going to contribute to this team in some form or fashion during the 2019 regular season. We don't know who it's going to be, and I think that's kind of the the beauty of the preseason is these guys are all making it, and there is a fine line between getting cut and making the team, and it could be a play or two that happens this Saturday. Well, I call that fourth preseason game, that's like the Austin Eckler game. Because that (laughs) was the game a couple years ago. He had his coming out party, and it was like, whoa, who is this guy? And then, hey, he made the 53-man roster, and then look at where he is today. He probably needed that game to get get him there, exactly. And look at Austin now. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that that fourth preseason game, which we, you know, we joked about. Jeff's excited just, I think, for the press food. And, and, uh, That's a good one. You know, now we're turning this into like Jeff eats. So it's please. a separate podcast. Jeff's favorite yes, foods. That, that is a separate separate podcast. But you, I mean, you know, it's like last year in that game. It was the same situation. They played the 49ers up there on that Thursday, and that was Justin Jackson had a couple of moments in that game, and that had a touchdown that game. Same, yeah. you know, and, and then. Months later, he's playing when it really matters. Who knows? I mean, that that play. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't have kept him. You know, it was a draft pick, but that certainly, and I'm sure, reinforced. Okay, this guy's. This is why we brought this guy here. Let's you know. Let's you know. We'll, we'll you know. He, he's not going to play right away, but at least we know he can do some stuff. So I think later in the season, they probably felt a little more comfortable. We've seen this guy. We know what he can do a little bit, and I'm, obviously they're seeing him on scout team and stuff too, but that, I'm sure that moment in that game kind of reinforced, okay, this guy's worth our, you know, worth our time here. Let's, let's see what he's got, and it, it obviously paid off you know, weeks later in a, in a huge game. Yeah, you're kind of auditioning for, for a later spot. You never know what's going to happen with yeah. injuries or off-the-field things, but if you could do something in the preseason, then we'll trust you for a later role. So you got to prove it now. Uh, you know, I think – you know, for the rookies, uh, Drew, uh, Drew Tranquil, he's pretty behind the depth track because there's so many linebackers. But we saw a year ago that there was like there were no not linebackers at the end. So maybe Tranquil could, you know, step up. And he's, so far, he's kind of improving at the interception uh, in Arizona. Uh, Ameke, uh, he's kind of been getting some runs with the first team, I've noticed. Uh, uh, he spoke to us uh, yesterday. He sounds like he's a pretty confident guy. And he knows he kind of has a hang of it. He's a versatile guy also. Like a like key word again, you got, if you could, the more you can do, the, the better you, you, you are. Uh, so I think those guys later on in the long run, might you might see them again. But I know we're all kind of caught up in the Tilleries and, and the Adderley, but yeah, you never know. Maybe uh, Drew, Drew Tranko's out there playing in a Week 17 in an important game. You never know. Special teams such a big part of it, too. Uh, final thing, guys. We'll start with you, Haley. Just something you're looking for, whether it's a player or a position group on Saturday the fans should keep their eye on. Wide receivers, which I think has been – one that we've been keeping our eye on. And it got more intriguing. But it got interesting (laughs) because the Chargers uh, brought back Dontrell Inman on Thursday. So I think, you know, Inman is someone who obviously Phillip has a comfort level with because they played together for a few years. Um, Coach Lynn today said, you know, he likes that he adds depth to that group. He is, you know, adds versatility. 
But throwing him in there, throwing this kind of veteran presence in there with some of these guys who were coming along, even though Ken Wisenhun said for that group, for some of the younger guys, it's been a bit of an up and down preseason. And he really needs to see over these next two games, you know, who will step up and who can step up. So uh, now bringing Inman into the fold, I think that's a really interesting group to watch over these next couple of weeks. Don't know if he'll play on Saturday, but at least with some of those younger guys on the roster, um, they have to, you know, step. Now's the time to really step it up. I know because Philip knows Inman, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, for guys like Artavis and Jeremy Davis, who I just spoke to, Jeremy, Jeremy's ability to play special teams is a big deal. Uh, and Andre Patton played well last week too, guys. Yeah, and uh, again, another, two more preseason games to kind of prove it and see what you, you could do. But yeah, if you see like, like a, a proven guy like Dontre Inman walk in, you can't get discouraged. You got to keep battling, keep pushing to get that number four or five uh, spot on the wide receiver position. But yeah, they they, they they seem like they're pretty lowered up top with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Travis Benjamin. Then you're not throwing a six foot three guy who could play in the slot. Uh, you're thinking you're a Tavis Scott and you're Andrew Patton. Like, you know, what does this mean for me? But I think those guys got still got to prove it out there. You got two more games left, and Andre Patton, you know, put it on tape a week ago with the touchdown. I think for Tavis Scott, and I was kind of I know he he led the team in receptions and yards a week ago, but you got to make that big play that kind of. When it comes to cut day, to remember, hey, I remember our tables at that play. You want to have some of those to help you out in the long run. And yeah. I'll throw in to Jeremy. And Jeremy Davis, he's great on special teams, too. And it's one of those things like, does that value add something to him that maybe one of the other guys? Yeah, does that take you over the top? Does it take you over yeah. the top? Yep. Yeah. Gil, besides receiver, what else are you looking for? Uh, we haven't mentioned Forrest Lamp yet, right? We have to. <laughs> all, all the, the obligatory Forrest Lamp <laughs> yeah. drop. So I'll throw it in there. But, yeah, it's, it's a battle there at the left guard spot. I keep thinking it's Forrest Lamp's job to lose. But Dan Feeney had a great game a week ago. I know he was playing center, but he was playing some uh, some time at left guard also. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's the O-line to see what they do without, you know, Russell Kuhn. I'm still, you know, I have a lot of questions for that. Uh, you know, is Trent Scott the guy or you go back to Sam Tevy or, you know, Trey Pipkins? Do you have a chance to kind of, you know, break through that, you know, that rotation there? So I think for me – is watching more of the O-line. I know Rivers won't play, uh, well, it sounds like he won't play on Saturday, but, you know, another game for those guys under their belt and kind of see how they do against the Seahawks. What about you, Jeff? Well, I think I'll probably go back to the quarterbacks. Uh, and it's funny, let's be clear about this. We're talking about two guys who, if the Chargers have their way, will never play this season, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, if, if everything goes well, Tyrod Taylor's not going to play in any, when it matters. So, uh, but I think when you're when you're talking about what what's what's – you know, is this game worth watching? I mean, a lot of these games have become hard to watch because no, no one's playing. This game is very interesting for that 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 standpoint. I think Cardell is an interesting guy in that I think a lot of fans are kind of over him, and they're kind of like this guy. We've given this guy so many chances. What do you know? So it's interesting to see him now actually making making some plays, and maybe we're seeing a little hint of what he could be and why Anthony Lynn loves him. And why the, the other coaches, other other places he's been, love him. And they they think he's got this ability, and uh, we saw it on display. So I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with those two young quarterbacks, and ultimately what it what it means in another couple of weeks when the when the roster decisions are made. I can't wait for week one, but these next two weeks are so important for this team because you you fill out your roster, and there's going to be guys that make an impact at some point during the year, and it starts Saturday. Haley Elwood, going to be on the sidelines, ABC7. Mm-hmm. ABC7. Right. Seven. Awesome. Yeah. For those out of market, uh, broadcast nationally on NFL Network. There you so go. everyone gets the Chargers Everybody can nice. see the, the bolts. Awesome. Yo, Manzano, press box. 
I'll be eating with uh, Jeff Miller. <laughs> Jeff Miller. Well, you know what I'm going to be doing. That's, <laughs> that, that's pretty well known. I love the fact. All right, so you didn't see this, but Jeff came over with two sandwiches, one in each hand, <laughs> forgot his phone, came back, still had a sandwich in his hand. Pub Little Pickle. If you want to pub them at the end, I think it'd be a nice ending. Oh, I, I just I can't say enough about Little Pickle. I mean, this is I, I said it that Little Pickle won training camp. No question about it. That's the winner. Training get winners. Guys, thank you so much. And that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Jeff, Gil, and Haley for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, give us a rating and review. Help spread the word. We've got some announcements coming regarding more Chargers podcasts in 2019. So stay tuned for that. Enjoy the game on Saturday. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.